Hi all, I'm Dan Smegrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Wednesday, May 20th, 2020, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. Our topic today, Matterport Digital Twins for Facilities Management. Uh, we have a subject matter expert on our show today, uh, uh, IFTI Pro Vision Solutions VP Business Development, James Duffy. Hey, James, good to see you again. Dan, great to see you again. Thank you for having me. Uh, you bet. Uh, James has been on our show twice before, uh, talking about uh, one show dedicated to Matterport for as-builts and a whole another show for Matterport for weekly construction documentation. Uh, uh, James, before we jump into Matterport Digital Twins for Facilities Management, uh, how about giving me uh, an overview of IFTI uh, ProVision Solutions? Yeah, thanks a lot, Dan. So, uh, you know, IFTI has been a like a solutions provider utilizing Matterport cameras and, um, you know, with our technician base of 300 technicians across the United States and Canada. And we provide enterprise level solutions for uh, commercial companies that have a lot of spaces and need consistent deliverables across the country. Uh, ter terrific. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about how uh, IFTI Pro Solutions actually ended up uh, in this business of having 300 Matterport service providers, U.S., Canada. Uh, how did that happen? So the nice thing is we, we understood there was a need out there, and our company has been around for over 20 years um, doing another service, uh, concrete moisture testing for a lot of these uh, national retail chains, and we saw a need for visibility beyond just camera photos and basic surveying. So we did our due diligence and research and we found uh, Matterport cameras as a great solution, not only for the visibility it can provide, but also with the point cloud and basically our project management ability to create, you know, um, accurate CAD plans from them and everything. So we have a business model that we knew how to grow a network and a task force that can live and do the quality control efforts that we have. And we spent the last couple of years building that up to, uh, you know, really be, um, you know, nationwide and, you know, a two hour drive from anywhere. Okay, terrific. Um, let's jump in Matterport Digital Twins for facilities management. I I'm a Matterport service provider. I've been scanning residential real estate. Uh, what, what is, what are facilities facilities and what is what is facilities management yes so facilities and facilities management for a lot of these enterprise level uh places so places that have multi-brand sites so you know it could be a dozen it could be hundreds it could be thousands where they have to manage multiple assets so they obviously can't be at one place all of the time so they have to rely on organized information to help them with two things predictive information because as soon as you have a space it is going to deteriorate over time so they all have a life cycle and also reactive work of something happened at the facility whether it be uh you know something that's naturally occurring like you know the paint is getting worn and it's time for a refresh or something with a busted pipe and they have to figure out who's the right vendor to help fix something. So basically keeping the machine, which are the physical spaces humming, uh, is what facilities management is. Okay. I, I thought it might be helpful if we took a look at 
uh, an actual example. I, I thought we'd start out on your website. Uh, I'm at uh, Dan. Pro I'm glad you know how to find it. Thank you. I'm at uh, provision.ifti.com, and I selected the tab for facilities management. So I'm going to scroll down on the site to uh, a Matterport tour. I'm going to go ahead and launch that tour, and uh, perhaps you could uh, tell us what we're looking at uh, for this space. What, what, what is this space? Yeah, so this is a mechanical room in a very large um, industry uh, company uh, building. And what you're looking at is all the makings of what make a building operate. So from electrical to plumbing to pressure. So everything that is there that allows you to make, you know, your normal everyday life happen this is the mechanical room, which is kind of the heart of any building that's there. So this is larger than others. And one of the uses which is there is there's turnover amongst facilities people and there's vendors that need to service things. And it's never the same person over and over again. So the hard part is understanding what is there and having intuitive documentation. So the nice thing is, by getting a scan of the space, you're clear of what is where. And the nice thing is you can utilize the matter tags for documenting what, you're, what it is you're looking at. And not only doing that, but taking it a step further, you can also embed any of the manuals, you can embed video of how to utilize something. So any of that knowledge that's there, you can actually embed right there in the space so you could be looking at it right in front of you but also looking at it on your phone to have a clear understanding of what that is in real time and you know the main thing is to prevent any sort of gap in communication of what's supposed to be done and uh what's there so whether while you're there or from your desk so every building I go into, I never see that, but there, there is a mechanical, electrical, plumbing center that looks like this, same size, bigger or smaller. That's right. Just think about your home. You have a boiler, you have an electrical panel. They might be separated or they might be in a closet somewhere. So the bigger they are, like everything goes to scale. Okay. And so... Um, how about maybe if we could list the, the kinds of documentation that uh, Matterport Matter Tags facilitates? Uh, what, what are the different things uh, that, that come to mind that are helpful to label? Yeah, so it changes and every client is unique of what information they're already capturing in some way that is effective for them. But what we've seen for a lot of our customers, one of the simplest that's most utilized is the electrical panels. So when you're scanning a space like a tip is you'll get it. Most of the time the panel is closed. Well, if you take another step and scan it over a second time with the panel open, then not only the facilities management can understand what's inside and they could read the labels of what's there, but that also helps them communicate to the electrician of what kind of voltage is there, amperage, what can fit into that space. 
So being able to not only scan it a second time with it open, um, also taking out your phone and embedding a picture because if you notice with the matter, like, you know, Matterport camera, it has clear definition, but it cannot read within a millimeter of chicken scratch that somebody wrote eight years ago, but your phone probably could. So make sure you bring your phone when you're going out and working and capture what's in the, inside the panel as well. And usually on the, on the inside part of the door, there's something they call a schedule. So that gives you all the information. There might be multiple pages. So usually taking those out and giving that full documentation for what all the information that is there for the electrical panel is what a lot of uh, customers and facilities managers will need. Um, that would be like the most obvious one. Okay, so I, I, I understand in the space that we just looked at, uh, uh, electrical, plumbing, mechanical, commonly referred to as MEP. Uh, I can understand that we have matter tags that let you label the, those things. And you mentioned in one case, the electrical panel. <clears throat> what, are the, what are the different uses of all these things that we might label with information? Right, so the clear thing is, think about what they were using it before. How were they documenting the space? And that'll give you a better understanding. So before, how they would label a place would just be imagining in a file folder of, I have a floor plan, and these are all the pieces of equipment that are in there. And then maybe attached to that is a manual of what it is. But what it doesn't give you is the condition of it in real time with, with that scan. So what you're doing is taking those things that used to just exist in a file folder and may or may not be organized into something that is organized because it is the space of where it is. So you're transferring over it from a um, process oriented in a, you know, in a folder system to also having that digital twin of a living documentation and, you know, providing all the same information of manuals, how to, with also the addition of, you can overlay and add video to it as well. So you can even talk about how you're supposed to operate something. Okay. <clears throat> Let me see if I can go through a list and, uh, and maybe have a conversation around uh, s some of these items. Um, uh, planned renovation. So is it, is it typical that uh, a, um, uh, an MEP room like this might have a piece of equipment that gets added? Uh, Got to know what the size of that space is. And the person who needs to know that information may not be on site, maybe literally in a different state. So uh, is, are, are, is the Matterport um, uh, tour, the digital twin, documented and then having this uh, measurement capability, does, does that help in terms of uh, if there's some renovation plans, getting some key measurements? Uh, is, is that an example of a, of a use case that doesn't quite jump out of a file folder system uh, versus the, the digital twin? Yeah. It is, a nice, it is a nice feature to have that measuring tool right there to kind of let you know in real time what space is available for, um, say, if you had to pull some, an old piece of equipment out and they've changed the way it's shifted in a space and you know, they, they leave, as you saw in the example that we have, there is little room, right? No one is wasting space. 
um, anywhere. So getting a chance to figure out what fits and what's there. And, you know, the nice part of the capabilities is of the room, you might need a new as built for the new as is conditions because the floor plan they might have is, well, this is what the space looked like when it was empty. Well, now this is what it looks like when it's filled. So what's left and how they can reorganize it. So the nice thing is not only just having that visual, but you know, on the back end, you can also get them upgraded as is drawings of what's in the space so how they can basically reimagine it. Ah, so that's, that, that would refer back to the, the show that we did previously on as built. So uh, you're, uh, uh, a Matterport digital twin literally is uh, an as built where the uh, Matterport Matterpack data can be exported and, and then an architect can bring that into a, um, a CAD program like Revit in order to reimagine the space and uh, uh, add some other piece of equipment to this space. Correct, yes. And so, but at a, at a very basic level, there's, there's some level of, hey, I'm, I'm in uh, Chicago, the, the, the room I'm looking at is in Atlanta, I can uh, virtually walk around the space and get some sense about whether we're going to have some room or not have room for something, even to take it to that renovation stage to figure out how we're going to add another uh, water tank or whatever it might be. That's right. So they would have that information. And the nice thing is to think about, for our customers, it's highly unlikely that we would go into a space and just scan one room. We would be capturing the whole asset. And then what we would do is kind of relabel and make sure like that facilities management, they know where the mechanical room is. And then that they can asset like, you know, document what is there. So it is like, it's the value that's already there. And, you know, most likely, you know, they're not just asked, we're not tasked to just do like a unit task or thing of just one thing of capture everything and help us with the solution for our needs. But then we have all this other added value. Mm -hmm. You mentioned turnover of staff. And at the same time, I think you mentioned a little bit about maintenance schedule. So uh, would it be typical to document a, a space on, oh, this device here, it needs to be serviced every six months. This one needs to be serviced every three months. This one needs to be serviced a year. Here's the vendor that, that does that service. Here's their phone number, their email, their contact, the, the, the last reference uh, point of contact. So uh, is uh, ongoing maintenance, is that part of the documentation uh, for, for MEP? So it's usually done where we've seen it as not adding. So this is more on the customer end. Once they have it, we'll like, you know, of becoming a collaborator. So they can constantly reimagine the tags as it goes through time, because mm. if the space hasn't changed, but the information has, you know, enable them, like help them understand how to do that themselves. But when you're starting off and you're giving it to them, you know, they could already just add and then, add in that information to the same thing to keep the schedules there. But all the critical information that isn't going to go anywhere with that space, like the who to call, how to operate something, the manual, like all of those things should be curated with that piece of machinery because none of those things, regardless of who's there, is going to have to tackle the problem the same way. So mm -hmm. having those uh, basic mm -hmm. foundations of information living on it are the you know most critical 
And and, and I think you solved a a problem that I hadn't anticipated, but I was kind of scratching my head going, oh my gosh, I don't know anything about this equipment. I mean, I know I can add matter tags to label, but what that thing is, I'd have no idea. So the good news is using the, the Matterport collaboration feature is really to invite the client to collaborate and teach them how, which is not that hard, to add matter tags so that, that they're the ones that curate what they want to do in terms of labeling. That's right. So, and a lot of a nice customer service feature, it's kind of depending on everyone's bandwidth of what they can do and can't do, is you can help them of saying, hey, give me an inventory of what you need documented and I can do that for you. Or, you know, let's get the space and I'll show you how to do it yourself. Okay. And maybe you can kind of customize it that way. Yeah, maybe a combination. Uh, b- back to kind of this, this list. Uh, I, I mentioned for, for renovations, ongoing maintenance, uh, we, we, we're, we touched on, I think, uh, training. Um, uh, the, I, I, I guess I can imagine a room like this touches a lot of different departments uh, within a building, within an organization. Electrical is different than the group that works on plumbing. Yes. <laughs> different than the group that works on mechanical. So I, I guess that part of what this is doing is aligning the different groups uh, through common, a common way to communicate about a space. That's right. So if you're always thinking of the asset life cycle, so when, it, when the company or the owner has the building for that life cycle, facilities management is the, per, is the, is the department that's in charge. Now, if they're going to remodel or redesign a space, it went from facilities over to architecture and design. Well, then they'll manage the reconfiguration of the space and get new vendors, electricians, plumbers to help that unfurl it. But for the living things of keeping them going, they would want to keep who are the people that service this equipment at the ready. And when you have that space, you can document their work of how they do it. So if you've ever tried anything at home or uh, try to, there's always like jiggle something this way or explain it in a nuanced way. You can embed that information that would be lost and you would start all over again every time. You can capture and curate that information in a scan in a way that you never could otherwise. And I think it's a real change factor that prevents, like you said, that staff turnover or getting a, you know, a good vendor one day and making sure they can replicate that result another time that it needs service, things like that. Um, you, you mentioned that uh, the, the digital twin for a facility is, well, it, it's new uh, and, it re- and it replaced, I guess I never really thought about, well, h- how does a facilities manager keep track of everything? And, uh, so uh, if it previously has been done with file folders and, and notes, uh, what's wrong with that process? Why, why shouldn't all the manuals be in a file cabinet? Why, why not in a file folder? So um, what, what problem is Matterport Digital Twin for facilities management solving? So really, you, um, what it's really solving is a bottleneck. 
So the curator who's owning all that space that put them in the folder, while you're leaving it there, while you're relying on that person to make sure that that information gets disseminated each time for all of these spaces. And the timing, a lot of these things is critical because a majority of facilities management is reactionary rather than proactive. And that's what all that information is. The nice thing is if you can give time back to those facilities managers of, instead of just having the curated information of what a building is, but no context, by them being able to manage and not only understand what's there, but see the condition, understand what's going on, you're giving that company more and more time to make predictive information and give like facilities management a leg up to say, wow, it looks like on 70% of our facilities that the paint is deteriorating more quickly than we thought. Let's hire a vendor and we'll paint all the facilities again. Or, you know, the electric is due on a bunch of facilities and it looks like, you know, we're going to add some more features, which we're going to need to up our amperage. Like by you being able to visualize that and see where the reality is, it's going to give you a leg up on ma making better decisions for the future rather than just waiting for a problem to fix it. Mm -hmm. I, I understand using Matterport for construction documentation. Is, would would a, an MEP room, mechanical electrical plumbing room, be rescanned more than once? I could see it happening where you would want to, as the, as the site changes and as you add in different machinery, I would definitely see a reason because what you don't want to have is outdated information. So the, the, the capability is so readily available that you would want to enable your customer that is doing it once to let them know, hey, I can always come back and rescan it for you anytime you change out any of the information so you can keep an up-to-date copy of what's there. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think about a space like this is the some local building person that takes care of it. How, how much of decision-making is actually done remotely? Yeah, so usually there's like a facilities manager. So if you just, you know, imagine this and they have vendors or they'll have a facilities management team, like a custodial person, kind of taking care of the decision. And what is usually happening, and because most of the work is still reactionary, is that facilities manager is going to get a phone call from that custodial person saying, hey, there's an issue, I'm hearing something, something's wrong. Well, what are you talking about? Well, instead of just relying on that custodial person to make sure that they're effectively communicating what it is they're looking at, you can in real time be talking on the phone with them looking at the space and all of those things that you know about it are going to be you know jogged up right away and you can walk that person through hey have you tried x y and z before we have to call someone and if i do have to call someone i might have the information right there on a tag of in case of problem contact that person and then they can send it to them giving them the go-ahead mm -hmm. for it so it really helps with the context and if that custodial person, they also have a phone, they could take a picture of what happened and they could also look at what it used to look like and know right away of, oh, there's an issue here. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And um, I, I can imagine in this MEP room with all these pieces of equipment, there's uh, 
there must be tons of manuals. And I, I imagine today those manuals are all online. So is a lot of the documentation that you're, that uh, if the uh, provision solutions is seen as documentation that links to online manuals rather than figuring out where you're going to store all these manuals that are probably out of date as soon as the manual is published. That's right. It's an easy way to hold it and solve it because you'll have that physical one when you buy any sort of equipment like that. But having the digital version of that manual and having it downloaded and then uploaded onto a matter tag, you're ensuring you're syncing up the right system with the right piece. So you could have 15 facilities, they all have an HVAC system, but they all have it from five different companies and which one is which year and everything else. So if it, you're already directly doing it as part of your maintenance and operation for curating that space, you're just speeding up a whole lot of hassle that will happen later on if you didn't. Mm -hmm. for, for, for companies that have now switched to Matterport Digital Twins from a file folder, a file cabinet, uh, do you hear any aha moments uh, uh, from them where it's created new, better, save money, save time, any kind of reaction that you get feedback that, uh, that if the provision solutions hears? So it's not like I would ever throw a customer under the bus, but some of the nice things are, I didn't know that we had that there. Like, so as clear, like from asset documentation of really what is in a space and what they've had in their files can be so outdated. So getting them up to speed just on what is really there is important. And then the second thing of what they really like is when they're thinking about a space is to adding the video of talking about their knowledge and transferring that to the space. So it doesn't just live within a person, it lives for the space. So that really helps enable you know, that, that like asset life cycle move in a more like precise motion because they love that they could share this in a context that's great and somebody doesn't have to wait for them or they can forget about it that, you know, it's ready to go. So is that literally happening? Uh, yes. They're recording. Yeah, so just imagine like you, and it's like, it's easy to put it in context. So imagine you had to build something and you did the manual and it, you're like, well, what was it like to do this? Where do you need to start? How do you finish? These are the steps you need to take because the manual says it one way, reality of how that fixes in a space is completely different. So being able to share that knowledge transfer and nuance is critical for a lot of companies because it prevents a lot of headaches and then usually a lot of other extra costs if they don't know and then they have to hire someone all over again to do some regular maintenance, which is basically, you know, why they're there in the first place. So it really helps with, you know, keeping those contingency costs down. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I guess I could imagine if I was a facilities manager for a specific building, I might have some concern for my job if, uh, or my job security might be, um, well, all that knowledge is in my head about how to, how to run this place and where the manuals are and how to start these pieces of equipment. Do, do you get any pushback or struggle from the on-site person to coming in with a, this new way of 
doing facilities management documentation? So I am sure that there are people that will always be worrisome about how to utilize technology and make it more efficient for their job because there, there's just two ways to always look at it, but we always look at it with our customers of, this is going to help you with that knowledge transfer to share it because how are you spending your time? And it's, it should be taking care of problems and getting to problems before they occur. So if you're spending all your time just fixing something and not getting to the, hey, let me help prevent future problems, people will pay the same person to prevent problems rather than adding more costs to you fixing them because it's the same, but you're actually doing the company and yourself a service. So mm -hmm. it's a, probably just a better way to think about it. Okay. Um, in, in, in terms of, uh, okay, we're going to, we've, we've switched to uh, Matterport Digital Twins of a facility. Um, what, is there like a key, you know, you know, here are the three reasons that it like totally makes sense, either from saving time or saving money or enabling something to be done better or faster. Is there, is there some tremendous pain point which motivates somebody to say, yes, let's go uh, shoot a digital twin of our facility? The number one thing that you're going to eliminate for them is the number of site visits that they would need to. So just imagine, especially for enterprise clients, it's one or a few people traveling to multi-sites and all that travel time in between, and it's basically a rotating shift. So if you can help reduce the site visits because they know what's in a space and they can communicate it, like that will be the number one thing. And then the secondary part of once you've reduced the site visits is curating the space. So that's like the secondary capability of, okay, now I don't have to keep back going back to it because I know it and I understand it and I can comprehend it and I can communicate that to other vendors, colleagues, everyone else. Then the second thing is curating the space, which you can help them. And, you know, both of those things are saving them not only the time of getting there, but all the direct costs and indirect costs that it takes to focus on one space to understand something in a nuanced, uh, you know, amount of time. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about this. There really is a lot of money spent on travel uh, at a corporate level to go visit all the facilities, which could be visited uh, through a, a virtual walkthrough. That's right. So imagine you had to travel because there was an electrical problem and you had to go meet the electrician to explain to him, this is what it is. Now just imagine you got on the phone and say, hey, I'm gonna send you a link. I'm gonna show you exactly what this electrical unit is. So you know what kind of tools you need to bring to service it and call me when you get there and we'll talk about it. Like that's the new world rather than the old one of, oh, I'll meet you there. Let's figure out a time and get out there to walk you through it kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I, I mentioned I'm in Atlanta uh, doing a lot of, uh, let's say, a typical Matterport service provider, maybe doing a lot of residential real estate. See uh, what you've described in terms of Matterport Digital Twins for facility management is, is an opportunity where, where do you begin? Who, what's the title of the person to talk to? Where, where are these people? Yeah, so 
the, the, the nice thing is to remember for facilities management is every building has one, okay? So even at the residential, it could be the parent or the owner of the place. They're the facility manager for their individual space. But for you know, commercial spaces, the facility director of facilities is a good place to start and to say and ask them, you know, how are you documenting your assets, which is the space and everything in there, and we can save you time and money with giving you that digital twin of your space to help you understand what's going on for those conditions. And the nice thing is you can start with them, but you can start with anyone else that needs that visual of the space. And you can also let them know of, hey, while we're capturing that digital twin, can you share this with the facilities department? Because they will also have a view and a use for this. So if it started with, um, you know, business development or marketing needed it, say, listen, marketing, you could also share that mechanical room. That would be a real value to facilities. Ah, so it may have really started with an as-built. Somebody wanted to do a renovation, uh, but the department that does the renovating is different than the facilities management and may not be aware that this digital twin uh, of the space has tremendous value to a different department within a large organization. That's right. We always say that the scans themselves have a residual ROI. So they always start with from a place of need, but the more that you can share that space, you're breaking down silos within a company of, I don't need to pay for this five times. I can utilize this once and share it. And now we're all communicating effectively. And when those companies get it, it's like turning on a light bulb of, wow, like we can actually work together rather than, you know, in separate silos. So it's a real, it helps actually bridge a company's gap that has always existed. Usually, hmm. uh, Fascinating. Uh, um, the, the, um, On the, uh, the, the, on the digital twin for that MEP room, I, you know, when we went through our list, I, I don't think we, we, we said anything about insurance. Have you run across anything in terms of, ah, we could use this for insurance documentation. This, these are our assets that if there's a fire or a flood uh, that we can quickly communicate to an insurance company that yes, this is, this is, this is what got destroyed and we have a, a digital twin to back up what our claim is. Does that, has that uh, use case shown up yet um, in, in your Yes, world? and um, yeah, it, it happens throughout Matterport. I think it's one of the best value adds that besides the service of who could utilize it the most, it's um, you know those actuaries that have to usually go on site to understand what has happened and what it was. So being able to provide that um, embedded virtual walkthrough of what that space is or take pictures of anything of what it used to be compared to what it is now is a vital service that, you know, helps that whole industry. And, you know, they should be able to document it now in case of something. So like if you live in an area that is prone to seasonal natural disasters, like I live in California and there's fires. If you live on the East coast, it could be floods or hurricanes. So, there is a need and there's a general like risk aversion that a lot of these places have that your documentation will help them uh, be ready for if something happens, they can do something about it. Okay. I did want to return to that question of who, who, who do I call 
where am I, where am I trying to develop business? Uh, uh, do, am I starting literally asking for the on-site facilities manager, or am I really calling corporate and asking for a title of VP facilities? You really want to reach out to someone at the corporate level more often than not, because the person on site is living it. So what they, what they need effectively from a corporate governance is, well, what is happening at these spaces at a strategic level? And how can we like increase efficiencies overall? So the director of facilities, facilities manager, which would probably be maybe more than one thing. Um, those would be places to start um, VP of facilities if they're there. Also operations is the other line that some of the titles, so it could be operations for an actual physical space as well. Mm -hmm. and, and do projects for the, the documentation of a, a mechanical electrical plumbing room and MEP, uh, does it, does the, the, do these kinds of projects often begin first in creating an as-built or doing the construction documentation and it led into the conversation of using the Matterport Digital Twin for uh, the uh, facilities management? Or do projects like this begin, the, the first project into a company, begin with facilities management? It's, I would, there's, it's worked every which way. So we have customers where it start with the facilities director and they're like, I need to document all of my spaces in this format and function. Mm -hmm. And they already have the need. And then we will also then share, well, not only are you getting the visual asset, but you also are getting this point cloud component. So now we're then talking to the architect and design lead of, well, when you have remodels, you can also utilize this same space and we can develop, help you develop floor plans or you can yourself to, to get CAD or Revit models of what you need. Uh, so it could work that way or starting from the architecture design or construction, once the space is complete, we go for the grand opening and say, well, that phase turnover now from construction now gets handed off to facilities. So instead of construction, just holding the scan and saying, thank you, you give it to the next person that has to hold on and curate and care for these spaces. So uh, in terms of an asset, like a physical space, it can start with anyone because all of these departments have a, have a role to play in nurturing that space through its life cycle. So the nice thing is they can share and, um, you know, one visual of the as his space, it's just looking through the lens of a different person. They'll see a value in it. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing uh, you, you said a lot of important things, but one, one of the things that you said really uh, kind of resonated with me was, Oh, well, they actually have lots of spaces to do this for. So if, if I'm lucky enough to uncover an opportunity where all of some uh, sudden the, the VP of facilities needs 10 spaces, 50 spaces, 100 spaces, 200 spaces, that's beyond my capability as a Matterport service provider. Um, but I don't wanna necessarily call Matterport and, and say, hey, what should I do with this? Uh, uh, is, how do I work with IFTI? What does that look like? Yeah, so thanks for bringing it up, Dan. So yes, like I said at the beginning of the show, we have over 300 technicians in our network and we built this on consistent quality of giving you that. So if there is someone that sees that there's something larger than what they can cover, 
they can give us a call. They can actually just call me directly and we can work with them of not only ensuring that they're continuing to do the business in the area that they want to service, but we can also service the client and um, you know, we'll even give a referral uh, out there for that kind of business as a way to say thank you. So I, I might either refer it to you, to IFTI, uh, ProVision Solutions. I might stay as the point person. I have a trusted relationship with the client. That's right. Yeah, so it's, um, it's whatever the preference is. You know that client better than we do, and you know that you can rely on us with the work that we've been doing and knowing how to nurture an account and a customer. But whatever that person feels comfortable with, uh, we'll be able to work up or work down. It doesn't matter to us. Okay, so I think what I'm hearing is if the Provision Solutions is happy to work with a, a Matterport service provider in a way that makes sense for everyone, uh, and if the service provider wants to pass you the lead, there's an interesting conversation there. Uh, if, the, if the service provider wants to continue to be, let's call it the account executive on the project, uh, certainly can do that, wants to have perhaps, I, would you ever be transparent to the, to the discussion? How does yes. That yeah, so it's, uh, it's pretty basic for the referral. Like we would be able to offer of any of the work that we're doing for them, um, you know, basically 10% of the fees we'd accumulate. So it is, can be quite hefty of uh, an incentive. And in terms of the larger spaces, we're a large enterprise company that can handle some of those things where it might get beyond your scope of insurance, indemnities, all the legalese that you would need to do to handle an account for uh, risk aversion of the other companies that, you know, we can take the lead and we would still work in good faith of making sure everyone is you know, happy because what we're doing is just trying to help the customer at the end of the day, see the value in the service that not only we provide, but as the, like the technician on the ground doing it, that you know, we're all looking at the same goal. Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking to a large company, perhaps what's different about a residential real estate agent that might text me and say, hey, am, am I available at four o'clock on Thursday? I text back, yes, boom, I'm scanning. That's the end of the paperwork. It was a, it was a text message. A larger company is going to require uh, typically something uh, in, in terms of a significant amount of paperwork. Uh, uh, you mentioned just a couple of examples in terms of insurance requirements, indemnification, whatever that is, and therefore a large company may prefer to do business with a large company that's capable of providing the, the level of insurance and the comfort level to be able to handle uh, one quote, one uh, point of contact, uh, multiple markets. Correct. So e even if I did want to actually maintain the relationship with the client and have if the transparent, to, to that, it still might be a challenge for me to be able to provide the, the, uh, the uh, 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 what a large company needs in order to, to do business across America. That's right. So it could be just something of, you know, have you handled scopes like, you know, of this magnitude? Do you have the insurance to handle that? Can you operate in every state? You know, all these things that come up that we're equipped to do. Okay, so for, for me as a service provider in Atlanta, the advantage may be, hey, I'm here, there might be somebody I can develop the business and there actually might be a 
way bigger opportunity for me to tee up a, a, a well-qualified lead, uh, ready to go, provide the introduction, and uh, boom, I don't necessarily have to figure out how I'm going to scan all that. That's right. It can just be as simple as, um, you know, a phone call or an email introduction, which is all the extra work. But it's just realizing that when you get a call to do one job, if you take the next step to say, hey, is there an opportunity to do more than this? That's usually all it will take. And then you'll have an idea of if it's something more for you or if it's something that, you know, maybe this will be a good way to work together. Okay, awesome. I think what I'm going to do is just share my screen because you, you mentioned about contacting you. So I imagine uh, we're, we're back on provision.ifti.com. Uh, I happen to be on the facilities management screen, but I imagine any of these tabs, I'm still going to end up with this 800 number in the yep. right-hand corner, a contact us, which I <coughs> presume goes right down to this lead generation page here. Correct. And uh, again, there's that phone number. And uh, 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 this, again, this is you, James Duffy, uh, uh, VP Business Development for IFTI Pro S Solutions. Uh, 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 that's awesome. Uh, James, um, are there any questions I haven't asked you about facilities management meets Matterport Digital Twins that I should ask you? Um, no, Dan, you, you went over everything quite well. I think the only thing I'd want to reiterate is for the facilities management, and we went over the mechanical room, is it's thinking about the larger space. So if you're asked to do just one space within a larger one, let them know it's you're already at the 10-yard line. Let's get to the end zone and capture the whole space. And then the other way on the inverse is once you capture that whole space for someone, to let them know that there's a value for the like kind of market segmentation of the visual inside these spaces, they, they work with other people. So we went over it again, but I think it's a real good takeaway to let them know that there's other departments that these companies can share value with and to make sure that they know that that residual ROI lives in a Matterport scan. So we're, perhaps I've been overly focused on that MEP room. That is just a small space within a larger building that is still falls under facilities management. Right. So fixtures like the lighting around the space, they could be switching to LED lights and they need to know where everything is. Or facilities management needs to know uh, safety things. So where fire extinguishers are located and exit signs. And, you know, there's just a myriad of these, this information that's there. So whether it's in one room or within a whole space, like that documentation and responsibility falls on facilities to maintain and operate. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, uh, James, thanks again for being on the show. Oh, I appreciate it, Dan. Thanks. Anytime. Love being here. Uh, awesome. We've been visiting with James Duffy, uh, Vice President Business Development for IFTI ProVision Solutions. Uh, if you've missed any portion of the show, we have been recording it today. We'll post it to the We Get Around Network forum, uh, WGANforum.com. Uh, for James, good to see you in California. I'm Dan Smigrod, uh, founder of... Uh, and